This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. You are entering the Blaze Threat Ops Center. This is a secure space. All outside comms are down. Prepare to receive the Buck Brief. Tom Rogan of National Review joins us now. He's going to talk to us a bit about Mosul. Good to have you on, Tom. Good to be with you, Buck. Thanks for having uh, thanks for having me on again. Of course, sir. Most important counter ISIS offensive, uh, certainly all year. Uh, trying to retake Mosul. Bring us up to speed on first off. How's it going? I, I would say slow but steady. Uh, you see the compression or from the east. You have the Kurds moving with Western Special Operations Forces uh, from the south. Uh, the Iraqi army. Uh, and then from the southwest, in more of a sort of a holding uh, degree, uh, the some of the Ambari tribes with Iraqi units. But, yeah, they're, they're taking the settlements around Mosul, uh, bringing the noose to bear. Uh, but, of course, the, 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 the big battle uh, remains ahead. And, and, you know, I think when we, we discuss this, because you have some experience personally of Mosul, Buck, and, uh, you know, it, it's going to be very tough. Uh, to put it bluntly, I think the, the idea, you know, it, it is just beginning. Um, and so, you know, the, the hardest days are by far ahead. And you can see by the tactics uh, that uh, ISIL are, impl- are uh, uh, applying into the, their, uh, their, their fight that, that it's going to, you know, it's going to be tough. And there are outside players who are uh, getting involved in this. Not all of them are necessarily being com- being entirely or even mostly constructive in it. Uh, you've got the Turks who seem to have a very keen interest in what goes on across the border in, in Mosul. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and exactly. And I think it's a very good example here. Uh, it's, it, it, what other states are doing and other actors are doing, whether that be the Shia militias, Iran, the Turks, uh, the Kurds in terms of territorial ambitions, um, the Russians, obviously, loitering around in, in Iraq as well as in Syria. Uh, absent the United States, you know, these different actors sense opportunity uh, and, and are pushing the gambit. And the big, you know, as you know, Mosul's, you know, tradition is a place of, a multi-sectarian um, consensus, at least in a, in, a, in a basic functional sense, under Saddam and even, even in the aftermath of the Saddam's regime, it, it was always on a, um, uh, on a cliff face, right? That, that those, all it means is that, you know, that the, the political the politicization of sectarianism to spill over 
and then that all falls away. And so there's a real risk of, um, you know, that the great lesson, I guess, supposed to the last 12 years or 14 years is, is what, what happens next? Where does it end? And, and, you know, when the battle is over, those political um, struggles are going to be as important, if not more important, than the, than the actual battle itself. You've written a piece on National Review specifically looking at the role the U.S. has to play in this uh, counter-ISIS offensive. Uh, talk to me about that. Yeah, so I was talking about the uh, both the political and, and military side. On the military side, obviously, we have our JTAC, we have the forward air controllers um, embedded with uh, Iraqi units, with the Kurds especially, directing airstrikes onto uh, ISIL positions. Complicated work. It takes a lot of training. Uh, the United States and, again, Western Special Operations Forces are the ones that really need to do that. Um, although some of the Iraqi counterterrorism units, which are really going to, under from what we understand, are going to take the lead into Mosul when it gets into the, the core of the city, uh, they could do a little bit as well. They're very good soldiers. Um, but, the, but the real issue that I was sort of focusing on is the importance of the American role in terms of uh, cajoling actors uh, into that, that political dimension, that, that when the battle is won, and in the operation of the battle, uh, Shia militias, uh, who unfortunately infect some of the Iraqi army units, uh, are kept out of screwing things up in Sunni uh, communities in Mosul, uh, that the Kurds uh, and the Turks do not get into a conflagration uh, over the new you know, northern Iraq that would follow, uh, and, and that basically America practices influence in, in, in diplomatic ways, credible diplomatic ways, um, in a way that the Obama administration has been reluctant to do through fear of, you know, whether it be upsetting the Iranians or, or genuinely just this, this strategic disinterest policy. But um, piece I'm working on today, which is, which is an extension, is Lebanese politics, what's going on there. Uh, and you really see interestingly there how, how in a um, supposedly democratic government American allies are being fundamentally outmaneuvered um, by the Iranians and the well, the Syrians and the Iranians primarily, uh, and how that is impacting in a negative way uh, on the st- stability of Lebanon, uh, and um, you know how it is just an affront essentially to the notion that President Obama's strategic disinterest policy is anything uh, other than delusional. I wanted to give you a, uh, a, a, this was from Walter Russell Mead. Uh, I wanted you to react to a quote that I saw from him recently that I thought was particularly, uh, particularly apt, that, that sort of describes the entirety of his, uh, of his foreign policy as it's playing out in Iraq and elsewhere. This is from uh, Walter Russell Mead in the American Interest. Obama's tortuous efforts to balance a commitment to human rights and the niceties of American liberal ideology with a strong policy in defense of basic American security interests have made the world less safe for both human rights and for American security. Obama's foreign policy is making the world safer for people who despise and trample on the very values that Obama hoped his presidency would advance. His lack of strategic insight and his inability to grasp the the dynamics of world power politics have opened the door to a new generation of authoritarian figures in alliance with hostile great powers. Unintentionally and with the best of intentions, he has opened the doors to the demons of hell, 
and the darkest forces in the human spirit have much greater scope and much more power today than they did when Obama took the oath of office back in 2009. What if, yeah, what do you... he's right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean, look, he's I, the first, very first piece I did for National Review, I just tweeted out all my, uh, my link page, for, uh, I have a list page for it, but I did the whole, it was the American choice in international affairs, the idea that absent American... Uh, leadership and, and that means leadership that learns the lessons of the Bush administration as well as the Obama administration. I don't, you know, it's not. I'm not on some neocon, you know, rant in this. Um, but but a realist foreign policy that is built upon American credibility and perceived strength uh, and, and willingness to prioritize issues uh, produces a more stable world. Uh, and you know, all you need to do is ask people: Do they feel the world is more stable and secure in American interests? advancing either in a short-term medium-term or longer term uh, longer-term sense uh, do they feel that that is happening in a better position today than it was when president obama took office i think very few people would say that it, that it is happening and and so that's the you know sometimes perception speaks to reality and and, and in this case it does you just the 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 role of the United States. It's, it's also, it's not just about what we do. It's what, it's what we do and how that influences what other people do, right? Where the United States leads other countries, the Sunni Arab monarchies are more willing to listen and stop funding terrorists. The Europeans are more willing to roll the dice. You see what's happening, for example, uh, at the moment in, in the European Union. Uh, President Obama has been very reluctant to really strongly condemn the Russians for the slaughter strategy uh, around Aleppo and Idlib. Uh, and the European Union, you know, the British and the French are trying to push for uh, well, more the British, but trying to push for sanctions on Russia. Uh, the Italians are blocking it. The Italians just last week, President Obama was fawning over at the White House. Um, Renzi, the prime minister of Italy, uh, plays these sort of half suck up, half pretending he's a strong ally games uh, with with the Russians. And, and it's, you know, we don't impose expectations and reliability, right? It's that, it's we that do not. We certainly do not. Tom, I'll have you back to continue this conversation. Yeah. We'll definitely do a sort of post-mortem of Obama administration foreign policy with you yeah. once we know who the next commander-in-chief and is. we need to get Schindler on as well. We need to do Yeah, we, 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 the, the Rogan-Schindler-Buck uh, three-way conversation is going to happen. We'll make that happen. Tom Rogan yeah, is right. a writer at uh, National Review. Check out his latest on nationalreview.com. Follow him on Twitter. Tom, great to have you. And team, we'll be right back. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.